0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sega Generations. I'm your host, Alpha Dog 1996 and for the next two couple hours, I'll be taking you through the generations of Echo the Dolphin. Um, apologize for the late start, but I had some digging up to do for the indent that you had just heard. As many of you know, my one of my favorite singers of all time is actually Bentley Jones, and he is known for the So Much More remix, So Much More, and Dreams of an Absolution for uh, Sega games. Um... So I couldn't help but spend the last couple hours since I finished early with the lineup to dig that up. And it took longer than I thought it would because of software issues. Yay! Also, if you can't tell, I am not in my usual area. I have moved to my bedroom area because I am able to today, but not going to be a thing I can commonly do. Yeah, Jamie, um, Green Viper kind of let it out. I was hoping to go through the show without announcing it. Yeah, today is my birthday. Not a big deal. I was hoping to go the whole show without someone saying it. So congrats to you, Viper, for ruining that for me. <laughs> also, I know I had said last week that I was going to... Ah! Uh. I was going to tune in. I was going to make this week a calmer episode, but I can't. I can't do that. I'm too hyped up for what various reasons, other than my my own birthday today. So, but yeah, I have dug up the old Bentley Jones indent from a previous show, which is why it so ended early. Um, started early later because I had to crop it out of a previous show that I had done it with. Opening today was the opening theme to Echo the Dolphin Mega Drive edition, and the talk bed is Ice Zone from Echo the Dolphin Mega Drive as well. So again, hello everyone and welcome to Sega Generations. Um, as you guys know, I will be taking you through the generations of Echo the Dolphin, how it began what inspired it, the interesting facts of its creation and development and where it is now or how it ended. Echo the Dolphin is an action-adventure game originally developed by Ed Nunziata and Novatrade International for the Sega Genesis known as the Mega Drive in regions outside of North America and published by Sega in 1992. The player character is a bottlenose dolphin who travels through time to combat hostile extraterrestrials in Earth's ocean and on an alien spacecraft. I'm going to get right into the next music break. You guys will have to let me know if there's any kind of issues with the audio or anything. Like I said, I am not in my usual area of my apartment. But stay tuned for the next Talk Talkbet. I will be give t- mentioning the giveaway for the week. And it's going to be a different bit of a question. It's going to actually be featured on something I covered last week during the Shenmue episode. Um, starting off this next music break, we're going to have the 3D stage from Echo the Dolphin to the Mega CD version. I will see you guys very soon. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music,
0: 24-7.
1: Hello, Ben, and welcome back, to everyone, to Sega Generations. What I had just played for you was the Caverns of Hope from Echo Defender of the Future. Before that, I did the Process It Never Ends, also from Echo Defender of the Future, and started it off with the 3D stage from Echo the Dolphin 2 on the Mega CD. I see that Mikhail is now just joining back to Radio Sega for the first time in a while. Nice to see you back, man. Missed you, man. Man, 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 trying to get me in trouble with the group, too. I see. Originally, I did have a fourth track, but we're kind of running low on time as it is. And I keep neglecting to remember that a lot of these tracks are actually pretty freaking long. So how is everyone doing in the uh, Discord right now? Uh, currently, it seems like it's just Jamie and Mikhail, but I see those other others listening in, like CD-ROM. I see you're listening in, Don't, de- don't deny it. In the next talk bed, I believe I have, it it. I'm going to be discussing the new addition to my show. Starting next week, that a lot of you might be interested in. It's not a huge change, but it's definitely going to be something that might catch a few of you off guard. Especially if you were here for the original airing of my show. So, you'll have to tune in to see for that. In just a few minutes as well, I'm going to be releasing the question of the week. In order for you guys to get a chance at a $50 Steam voucher, but it's a question that'll be featured based on last week's Shenmue episode, and I had actually checked. The Shenmue episode is actually not on the media cap right now on Radio Sega, so you'll actually have to know, remember the fact from last week. Also, I would like to... Get the question asked for everyone listening, and now while I can, what was the most challenging part of playing Echo the Dolphin for those of you that have played it? Everyone says that it's a really difficult game, and I'll actually cover that in the next me- in a few minutes as well. But I want to know what you guys think was the hardest part of beating playing and or beating Echo the Dolphin if you've already played it. I myself am curious to give it a shot. It's one of those games I've always been interested in because I know it's difficult, but I'm a rage gamer as well, so it's probably for the best that I don't. But I'd like to know what you guys think. So I'm going to get started on the question the uh, question of the week for the $50 Steam voucher. How did Yu Suzuki? How much did Yu Suzuki say the original Shenmue game got in, to, in total in 2011? Was it $70 million? $62 million? $47 million? And or $58 million? Just direct message me your answer and we will and I will let you know if you're correct. Um because it's a multiple choice question, I'm only allowing one guess for the week. I think that's fair. So I'll say it again. How much did Yu Suzuki say the original Shenmue game got in total in 2011? Was it A, $70 million, B, $62 million, C, $47 million, or D, $58 million? And I actually... For those of you that do know Shenmue well, I, you should know that there's a trick in that question as well. So I'll consider that a bonus if you can figure out what the trick was. I'll give that as bonus credit. Jamie has uh, posted something to me for Spencer Nilsson, who is the hand behind the music for, I guess, Echo and Sonic CD US. Looks like he's got talent. I'll give him that. So let's get into the first music segment, how it all began. This is where I normally cover what started the franchise, how it got, how it began, what got it into its interest going with the fans, and so on. The existence of Echo the Dolphin had been heavily rumored throughout the industry before it was finally revealed by Sega in 1992 as a Genesis exclusive, then simply known as Dolphin. After deciding to create a game based around dolphins, developer Ed Annunziata carried out research on the subject and was particularly inspired by the book Sounding by Hank Searles, which explained how the creatures used echolocation. Annunziata worked with the music team on the soundtrack, played them songs by Pink Floyd to illustrate the feeling he was aiming for. Annunziata later said, I was paranoid about game rentals and kids beating the game over the weekend, so I, uh, made it hard. His favorite level was Welcome to the Machine, which was way over the top challenging, which is something I had covered with Jamie earlier in a Discord. Now he went a little overboard with the difficulty for his game. Interestingly enough, the name Echo comes from John C. Lilly, where, during his experiments with psychoactive drugs, he claims to have met a series of cosmic entities dubbed Earth Coincidence Control Office, or ECCO. In his life, Lilly was involved in extensive research involving dolphins, compiling his works finding in the book The Mind of the Dolphin. The game takes much inspiration from Lily's work with dolphins and his experiments with psychedelic substances. Ed Annunziata himself has stated on his Facebook page, I did read a lot from John C. Lilly." Sega Game Gear and Master System versions were also released and featured different levels from the other versions and a special intro featuring a whale song and dolphin noises for the title screen. The Game Gear version has a dolphin Sega on the Sega screen and dolphins laughing on the title screen, along with a new soundtrack by Kisaba, Gigor and Gabor Fulton, as well as a wider color gamut. An enhanced Sega CD version that features new and redesigned levels and an alternate Red Book audio soundtrack composed by Spencer Nielsen was also released. This version was later ported to Windows, and the Windows port was further enhanced with higher-resolution graphics. In 2014, as well, a fan-made fixed and enhanced version, dubbed Echo PC Fixed and Enhanced Edition, became available for newer versions like Windows 10. The Sega Mega Drive version became a best-seller. Mega placed the game at number 24 in their top Mega Drive games of all time. On release, Famicon Zushin scored the... Mega CD version of the game a 27 out of 40. A reviewer for Next Generation called the PC released little more than a conversion from the yesteryears of the 16-bit Sega Genesis. Except for a few video cutscenes, there is little attempt to make this game look or better or play better for the PC. He nonetheless praised the game not only for its novel concept and responsive controls, but also its smooth graphics. Jamie had said that he's he founds everything about it difficult uh but that's why he loved it he also does it he can't help but resist to see the music also the, screaming in the back oh god the na the neighbors upstairs I can't there's gonna be something in the background I apologize guys apartment living one on one guys neighbors upstairs have kids and they can't behave themselves anyway that's not what we're here for I'd still like to know what you guys think is the what the rest of you guys think is the hardest part of playing and or beating Echo the Dolphin if you have played it already. Also, I'm going to be posting the question of the week into the Discord so that it can be posted so that everyone can understand it more. But the question of the week, which is credit towards the $50 um, Steamed voucher. How much did Yu Suzuki say the original Shenmue game got in total in 2011? Was it A, $70 million, B, $62 million, C, $47 million, or D, $58 million? Also, if you guys can guess what the the trick in this question is, I will also reward a bonus point for you guys as well. So I'm going to get started on the next music break, starting with Cold Water from the Echo Dolphin Game Gear Edition. You guys send me your questions, and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. One moment, guys, while I try to figure out why there's two different songs playing at once. Hello and welcome back to the Remix Mashup Factory, a.k.a. Sega Generations. I have no idea what happened. Cold Water ended halfway through and I figured it was probably just a short song. And next thing I know, it's overlapping Medusa Bay. So, where's Blue's Clues and his next mashup hit? I think I found it for him. All the same, I had just played the Marble Sea from Echo the Dolphin Mega CD. Before that, I did the Lagoon from Echo the Dolphin Mega Drive, Medusa Bay slash Coldwater, Now I'm going to call it from both Mega CD and Game Gear. I I have no idea what happened. I ended up just letting the thing and just take itself out. Um, Jamie six four three two six showed me a new album fan f- album f- called um a tribute to the Echo the, Dol- the Dolphin by Patient Corgi. Apparently it's a free download, so I got it and I'm going to be playing one of the songs during the fan service segment. Uh, he told me not to listen to it, so I'm going to let it play, during it, and I'm going to listen to it while it plays. Yeah, I have no idea what happened. I'm just going to assume it's a bug, because I have no idea what happened. I did nothing different. All the same, I still want to know what you guys think was the most challenging part of playing Echo the Dolphin. Jamie said everything, but that's why he loved it. Um, also, Jamie not only gets the question right, but he fa- already found the trick in the question that I had put. So, two points to him. H- what I had said is, how much did Yu Suzuki say the original Shenmue game got in total in 2011? Was it A, $70 million, B, $62 million, C, $47 million, or D, $58 million? Yeah, I don't I don't know what happened, so I'm just going to move on. What else do you guys um think of Echo the Dolphin, by any chance? Uh, Mikhail seems to have gone quiet. I'd like to know what his opinion is, even though I know he's more of a racing guy. It sounds like Echo the Dolphin was inspired by the Beatles. When they were on one of their quote-unquote trips. Based on what I had said about it in the beginning of the first um, talkbed segment like that. The, yeah, Jamie, the music I'm using is the Ice Zone from the... Uh, Back of the Dolphin 16-bit. I think it was a good choice seems a bit repetitive to me, though. It just seems like it's using the same few sec- seconds over and over. But, all the same, it's a good one to use for a talk bed. Uh, everyone seems to have been a little startled by the scream in the last music segment. No, talk bed, I mean. Uh, like I said, it's the neighbors upstairs. They get rambunctious with their kids in the worst way, so... Mikhail called me an MVP, and that's when the two tracks started. Uh, I'm going to keep this moving as well because the tracks are longer and I want to finish on time. For once. (laughs) So on to the next music segment, let's keep going. Echo 2, also known as Echo, The Tides of Time, was released in 1994. The sequel follows Echo's exploits after the conclusion of the original game as he travels the oceans, the past, and the future in his quest to save the planet once more. The Tides of Time maintains the same gameplay as its predecessors. Echo's main attack is to ram into enemies at high speeds while his sonar is used to communicate with other Ketitians and interact with certain objects such as crystal glyphs as well as bring up A map of the area through Echo location. By combining his charge and sonar, Echo can attack enemies from a distance. As a mammal, Echo is also required to surface for air at regular intervals. New puzzles including following other dolphins through an underwater maze and a scavenger hunt in which Echo must collect the asteroid's missing globes are also present. Two new power-ups were introduced. The first is the pulsar, which grants Echo the ability to fire a multi-directional sonar attack at enemies for the duration of the stage. The second is the Metasphere, which transforms Echo into different animals. The transformations are level-specific and include a seagull, jellyfish, shark, a school of fish, and a vortex drone. Some stages uses a pseudo-3D effect, and in these stages, Echo must swim through moving rings while avoiding or attacking enemies. The player is forced to restart if Echo misses too many rings or takes too much damage. A version of Echo The Tides of Time was released for the, same, for the Sega Game Gear, though in a heavily altered form. All the levels were redesigned to work with the handheld's weaker abilities, and several levels and story cutscenes were removed completely. Released in 1995, Echo Jr. was intended as edutainment and lacked the sophistication and difficulty of the previous two titles and series due to its audience being geared towards younger players. When Echo and his friends find out Big Blue, a wise and famous whale is near, they must do favors and break crystals in order to pass the stage and find Big Blue. In this game, a younger version of Echo goes to see the Big Blue, completing t- uh, tasks such as herding seahorses, swimming through rings, finding lost balls for sea lions along the way. The gameplay is similarly uh, control to the other Echo the Dolphin games, but mainly revolves around using the abilities for solution of simple puzzles and problems. One key difference is that the player character cannot drown by staying underwater too long. Likewise, there are no enemies to attack the player character. Two other playable characters were introduced as well. Terra, the baby orc, there's also a bottlenose dolphin dolphin character named Terra the, in Echo of the Tides of Time, and Kitney, the young Atlantic Dolphin who is darker gray than Echo. The player can switch characters at any time, Echo Jr. features a password system, though all the passwords are included in the instruction manual. Echo Jr. also features a parents menu which, that includes a difficulty settings menu, level selection option, and facts about real dolphins. A slightly modified port of the title called Echo Jr. and the Great Ocean Treasure Hunt was also available on the Sega Pico. The, uh, Jamie 64326 is saying that he really needs to track down a copy of Defender of the Future. Why not get it for an emulator? You got on me for that before. Oh, that's right, Dreamcast and PS2 emulators are done but our are ...fickle aren't, isn't that correct? Let's hope we don't get another mashup. I don't wanna make this, uh, re- a mashup show. So, uh, there you go, and we're going to go straight into the next music break, which was Matt Maze of Stone from Echo the Dolphin 2, the Mega CD version. Stay tuned, guys, and I will be covering the new edition very, very soon. Later! Hello everyone and welcome back to Sega Generations. I had just played for you Aquamaze Turtle Island Seahorse Reef from Echo Jr. See and before that I did Sea of Darkness from Echo 2, the Game Gear edition. Convergence from Echo the Tides of Time from the Mega Drive and Maze of Stone from Echo the Dolphins Tides of Time Mega CD. Jamie's showing me something weird. It looks like something from fallout. Yeah, (laughs) maybe the giant zippers to hide his face in shame. I'd agree. I've always had a weird um, thing with, uh, freaking catwalk designers. All the same, I would like to announce right now that next week is going to be the start of a little bit of a change to the show. Next week, I'm going to be ad- um, adding to the lineup the various Atlas games. For those of you who don't know, Atlas is a Japanese video game developer, publisher, and distribution company based in Tokyo and a subsidiary of Sega. It is best known for developing the Shin Megami Tensei series, Persona series, Etrian Odyssey, and Trauma Center series. Its corporate mas- mascot is the Shin Megami Tensei demon, Jack Frost. Next week, I will be featuring the first of that, Atlas um, of the Atlas games, a a little bit of a side series I'm going to be doing of Atlas Generations. It won't be an every week thing, but Atlas Generations is a bit of a new addition to the show since uh, Atlas has games that a lot of people aren't familiar with. Let's Let's give it a shot. So stay tuned for next week for the first of the Atlas Generation episodes. Jamie 64326 is saying, Persona technically falls under Shin Megami Tensei. Well, there's people that would say it's the other way around as well, <laughs> so... All the same, yeah, it's considered its own thing, too, so I'm going to be doing it that way. I'm going to get right into the next music segment, because it's a bit of a lengthier one, and we're getting towards the end of the show after that. with only one more music segment after that. But, don't forget, guys... All you gotta do is answer me this question. How much did Yu Suzuki say the original Shenmue game got in total in 2011? Was it A, $70 million, B, $62 million, C, $47 million, or D, $58 million? Let me know your answer. Next web break we're going to right into is because it's a lengthier one, we're going to the music break segment, the fan service. This is where I take your requests and put them into the show. That way you guys can get a chance to participate in the show's decision. Starting it off is a request from Electric Boogaloo, passage from Genesis from Echo Defender of the Future. I will see you guys in a bit. Enjoy the segment. Hello and welcome back to Sega Generations. What I had just played for you was Jurassic Beach from Echo the Dolphin Mega CD, a request from Electric Boogaloo. Before that I did Arm Cannon, the vents mine from, uh, from the album Patient Corgi Sound tribute to Echo the Dolphin by a request from Jamie64326. Before that I had another request from Jamie, St. Gabriel's Mask, the vocal remix from the album Sega Power Cuts 1. Starting it all off was passage from Genesis. Echo Defender of the Future. Another request from Electric Boogaloo. Here's about me and Jamie had been discussing the different series and all such of Persona. After I had released info at the um, Atlas Generations episodes coming up. And I just kept marking the mark that the spin-off had a spin-off, given Persona is a spin-off that became huge on its own of Shin Megami Tensei. I'm going to repeat the question one more time, though I don't think anyone else is going to be getting it the rest of the show, but it doesn't hurt to try. How much did Yu Suzuki, save the original Shenmue game, got in total in 2011? Was it A... Seventy million dollars B sixty two million dollars C forty seven million dollars D fifty eight million dollars Let's see how much how long these next tracks are before I continue on. We might actually add a little early today. Mikhail has been on and off with the chat, and it looks like he's been multitasking. Jamie had mentioned that th- 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 his first request of Saint um, the Mask, that the singer is Gary Surimeli. I swear I've heard that band sing, uh, that um, song before. I don't even know if it's the guy or the song. I know something from that song before. I might have even heard it on a previous show and not paid attention. So what we're going to be doing is continuing on, it's been a little slow of the day, so let's just get this next music segment going. Released in 2000 as a reboot to the series, Echo the Dolphin Defender of the Future for Dreamcast and PlayStation 2 re-envisioned the Echo Mythos in a new Earth with a new premise. Despite being developed by the same studio, none of the members associated with the Genesis games participated in the development. The gameplay is fairly similar to the old games, except in three dimensions. Echo's sonar was kept as a means of interaction with other stations, no longer called singers in the game, and certain environmental objects, and a sonar map could be brought up but were often regarded as inferior to the old 2D version. The same style of movement is kept with slight alterations for the 3D environment. The control stick not only changed the direction Echo is facing, Pressing left and right changes the direction he faced horizontally, and pressing up and down up and down change the direction vertically. To actually move forward, the player has to tap a button to gain speed and hold the same button down to maintain it. Out of the water, Echo can pu- perform the purely aesthetic flips in the air just like the original games. Charging foes is kept as Echo's standard attack, though the designer is adding a homing feature. The health and air meters were also kept, though the health meter can be increased by collecting power-ups called Vitalits, and the meters having a slightly different look compared to the Mega Drive games. <laughs> Some new moves are introduced in Defender of the Future. One is a quick 180 turn used for battle, another is a means of stopping quickly when Echo has already stopped, the same buttons can make him swim backwards. A third new move is into tailwalk. Echo can raise his upper body out of water, able to look at things above the surface. This had limited use in gameplay, but it's a good way to see small graphical details. The graphics of the game are generally regarded as one of the most realistic ever seen in a Dreamcast game. Many reviewers have commented that Echo looks like a real dolphin. There are still a few criticisms. One of the most major complaints against the graphics is the high level of fog. Other reviewers have pointed out that the visibility in the ocean is often much reduced ...from what it is above the surface, there were also some pop-up problems with distant objects. This was apparent cause, apparently caused by the engine not being that efficient overall... ...and not being able to render as much on-screen as was desirable without the generation of too much slowdown. The fog was used to obscure the distance and decrease the number of polygons that had to be drawn. The few cutscenes used in the game in the in-game graphical engine and featured voiceover narration by Tom Baker... Defender of the Future continues the legacy of high difficulties set by its predecessors. The levels are, again, divided up, but the idea of a password system was dropped in favor of a memory card save file. The game has few loading times in the levels, the levels load all at once just before they started, and these load times could be moderately long. The Echo the Dolphin games can be divided into two distinct storylines, the Mega Drive Genesis games, which featured the Echo the Dolphin, Tides of Time, and Echo Jr and the Dreamcast games which is Echo the Dolphin Defender of the Future. Echo the Dolphin was released in Europe and Australia for the Virtual Console on Nintendo's Wii console on December 8, 2006 for 800 Wii Points. It was released in North America for November 28, 2006 for 800 Wii Points and in Japan on December 2nd, 2, 2006 for 600 Wii Points. Echo the Dolphin was also released on the Xbox Live Arcade on August 15, 2007 For the Xbox 360 and also has a release of Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection for Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 along with its sequel. 3D Echo the Dolphin is a port of the game for the Nintendo 3DS as part of Sega's 3D Classics line along with stereoscopic 3D graphics and the option to choose between Japanese and international versions of the game. The port also adds Super Dolphin Mode, which decreases the difficulty by giving players invincibility and unlimited oxygen. The game was released on the Nintendo eShop in Japan on June 26, 2013 and in North America and Europe on December 12, 2013. So we're going to get onto the next, the final music break before we end the show. Starting it off, it's going to be Perils of the Coral Reef Main from Echo Defender of the Future. welcome back to Sega generations what I had just played for you was the anguish of the earth from echo Do- defender of the future before that I did perils of the coral reef the great white from- and perils of the coral reef Maine. both from also from echo defender of the future um time to wrap the show up there's not really much more to cover at this point I will like to announce, though, that the answer for the question of the week, how much did Yu Suzuki say the original Shenmue game got in total in 2011? The answer was C, $47 million. But the trick to it was the A, which was the $7 million. Originally, people believed that the gross for release for Shenmue was $70 million at the time. Yu Suzuki did not come out till 2011 and saying it was more $47 million with some marketing and funds added. This is a talk in the Discord between me, Jamie, and CD-ROM, between Catherine, which is a game that Atlas had produced that I will be doing a show for later on as well in the season, and then there's King. we were talking about Kingdom Hearts as well. That pretty much ends the show there. I'm hoping they get the show done right on time, and it looks like we're going to be able to if I wrap up right now. So thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's show. Next week will be, there won't be a relaxing music, it will be back to the energetic, it will be back to the top of notch and everything you can need from a good show for the late night for you guys over in the England, Europe. Yeah. I can't sit still, I've been shaking this whole time because I've got so much caffeine in me and I'm hyped up for stuff for tonight. So for next week, I'm still gonna try to do a hint. The gods nor devils will stop me from airing this post-apocalyptic games episode next week. I couldn't think of a better way to go about it. I actually have one of these games on my 3DS, which I will be using as um, experience for next week's show. Until then, I would like to say goodbye, everyone, and I hope to see you all next week. Thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing everyone later. Bye-bye. Sega music, live shows, and the chance to request your favourites. This is RadioSega.net.